All right. Well, thank you all for bearing with us as we navigated the technical challenges. Um, I want to welcome everybody, and I'll start off by introducing myself. I'm Katie Chuni. I serve as one of our assistant city managers for the city of Lawrence. I have been serving as a um, project manager for this uh, community police oversight work group. So um, I'm going to start off first with some big thank yous to all of you. Um, the first one is for your patience. I know we've had some stops and starts along the way, um, but we're here now, and I'm so excited to have you all here. Um, so a second uh, thank you is for your perseverance. Um, a third is for your commitment to this important work. Um, I know that leadership is a risk. It's a risk for you all to be here, and I uh, really do appreciate it and um, understand the commitment that you all are making. So thank you all for that. I have a few members of um, our city team that I'm going to introduce really quick, who if they would come forward. Um, you'll be talking about the project charter for this community uh, police oversight work group. And it mentions some city folks that are here to support your work if needed. So one is my office, the city manager's office, and then also our community engagement office and our um, department of equity and inclusion. So I'm gonna ask these two lovely individuals to introduce themselves. Hi everyone, my name is Anna Ballard and I am the community engagement champion for the city of Lawrence. And again, I'll just echo Casey by saying thank you so much for all your patience and your perseverance while we've made it to this day. We're so excited to be here and I really appreciate all your time and contributions. Good. Good evening everyone, I'm Farrah Muhammad, the Director of Equity and Inclusion, also our Equity and Inclusion Commitment Champion for their strategic plan. So we're going to echo everything they said as well. Thank you all for being present, being actively involved. In my office, I'll read the of assistance and help to you all. Please reach out. Maybe a little delay with the response, but I promise I'll get back to you. But thank you all for being here. Okay. And I'm going to ask you all to introduce yourselves in just a minute. But before I do that, I did want to um, take a minute and um, just say I hope that this weren't ever to be the case as we go through our work together. But um, should we ever find ourselves in a situation where we have a disruption here in our, our work group? And um, we need, we aren't able to control that disruption here in the room. Again, I don't anticipate that, but should we find ourselves in that circumstance, um, we're a little limited in our ability to enter and exit, but this door here does exit to the outside. So if we needed to, we could take a break. And I would ask if we do that, that all of you who are members of our work group exit outside that perimeter door there until we're able to um, handle the disruption. So. Um, I am serving as the host for this meeting, and so if um, we need to, we'll ask folks to, who are causing the disruption to um, be able to come back to order and, and participate in the way that um, they need to. And if they're not able to do that, we do have the ability to ask those folks to leave. So just in the interest of everybody's um, feeling of safety, I wanted you all to know that we do have that option. Nobody hopes that we get there, but I did just want to offer that for the group. So um, questions about that? Okay, well then I we will take some time now, if you would, to introduce yourselves to one another. Um, and if you would just introduce yourself as member um, and then your first and last name and um, share with us if you are representing um, the community, if you're representing the uh, LPOA, representing the police department, or if you um, are representing or a member of the community police review board as it currently stands. Make sense? All right, Harrison, would you like to get sure. started? Uh, my name is Harrison Baker. 
I'm a representative of the community. I use he, they pronouns. Um, and I'm really excited to get this started. I think I got everything. Yeah, you did. Cool. My name is Dora Swicks. I'm um, the community, representing the community. And I am also um, excited that this is finally started. Uh, Ian McKeon, I'm uh, with the police department. I'm on a vice chair of our LPOA, the Morris Police Officers Association. Randy Clary, I'm a member of the um, board member on the Community Police Review Board. Anthony Briggs, I'm representing the police department. Kathleen Nance Wengler, she, her, hers, and a uh, member of the community. Um, Dr. Emily Turner, I represent the CPRB. I'm Allison Williams. She heard them pronouns. I'm a member of the board and representative. Greg Temple, member of the Community Police Review Board. Uh, Rich Lockhart with the Lawrence Police Department. And then we do have two other members of our work group. Uh, one is Skylar Richardson, who is also a member of our police department and um, part of the LPOA's leadership. He is attending some training in Chicago tonight, so was unable to be here. And then um, Tanya Ingram, who is also a member um, of the work group, who um, I is also not able to be here sort of unexpectedly at the last minute. So um, didn't want to acknowledge that they'll be uh, joining us as we continue on with our work. Jonathan, anything I missed? No. Okay, I'll turn it back over to you. Okay. Thanks again, everybody. All right. Well, uh, good evening. Uh, nice to see you all. Thank you for being here. My name is Jonathan Morris, and I am uh, under contract with the city to facilitate the Community Police Oversight Work Group. So I'm thrilled to be with you all. I really appreciate the opportunity to work with the city. We have important work to do, and we have a lot of work to do. So I'm uh, very happy to be here. You had the opportunity to meet some city staff already that are supporting our efforts. The city decided when they, uh, the city commission created a project charter um, back in uh, the spring of 2022, and in their deliberations about looking at this particular set of tasks, they decided rather than hire a consultant with expertise in building and designing community police review boards or oversight committees or anything like that, that rather they would approach this as a facilitated process and that whatever ideas and solutions were to come forward, they would come from the community. So you all are here in a very important role as members of our community. And my role as facilitator is to come not as the expert to tell you how to do things, but rather as a uh, facilitator to facilitate a process so that we can figure out what we need to figure out to meet the expectations that the commission has set forth. So what I'm going to do is I'm just gonna give you a little bit of an overview of, of the work at hand. Um, I will be accompanied throughout my work, and I've already been assisted by um, co-facilitators who've been part of some interviews that we've done with some of you previously. So uh, Cassandra Jones and Tony Lovelace have been part of this project from the beginning. They're professional facilitators with long uh, histories of work in local government, and so we're working closely together. You will meet them in our community conversations, which you'll hear about very shortly. We'll also likely be pulling in some other facilitators as we need to do this work and as we get into the business at hand. So um, in addition, we have some scribes who will be helping to capture notes throughout and who also are professional facilitators. 
So one of my other uh, partners in this process will be Jenny O'Brien. And Jenny, um, can you wave to everyone here? And um, Jenny, Andy, would you mind coming up and just introducing yourself real quick so we can see you and know who you are? Hi, everybody. My name is Jenny O'Brien, and I'm a management analyst with the Municipal Services and Operations. And uh, I've worked with Jonathan on facilitating several other uh, things in the past. So looking forward to working with you all. Yeah, all right. Thank you for, for being here and for coming out. Okay, so um, this is um, a in-person meeting. So from the beginning, it was conceptualized that we would do our work in person. It's highly discussion-driven, and we need to be near one another and together to do that work. So to that extent, um, we have you all here in person. We have the public seated here. This is a public meeting. Anytime this group gets together, it is a public meeting. And so um, that means that the public is invited and welcome. If you physically come here now, between now and 8 p.m., we still have food left. So um, please, please join us and everyone in the public who's had some thus far is um, uh, welcome to have some more as well. Um, and so everything that we do is as part of a public process. And so what you will see through this work is not only the work in, uh, that we're here to do, but the work that we create together. And so we'll be flip charting our discussion notes. Everything that we produce will be available on the, on the uh, city website, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And we want you to be fully aware and knowledgeable and participating in the work that we do. I'll also be talking about the difference between this as a working meeting and a work session with the 12 of, of the work group members, um, in contrast with what we'll call community conversations, which are going to be large scale events that we'll be facilitating that will be entirely and only public input. And so those will be hosted by this group, but it will be driven by the inputs and discussion of the public. And they're exciting events, and I'm excited to wade into some planning with you all on, on that as we go. Um, to accommodate those who cannot be here in person, we're also doing this as a Zoom broadcast. And so for those of you who are Zooming in right now, um, you'll be able to see this, this work here and see everybody. We will make um, the effort to bring in the flip chart page so that you should be able to see what we're writing as we go. Um, all of that will be uh, written up and then made available to you anyway. So if you miss anything for not being here in person, you'll be able to get up to speed um, through that as well. And if you are on Zoom, the uh, link is in the um, webs on the city's website under the Community Police Oversight Work Group. Click on the agenda. You just, I believe it's set up to register to get in. It's set up in broadcast mode, so the chat function and the audio and video is disabled, but you should be able to see and hear everything as we go. And we have microphones in here um, that pick up the sound as we go. A uh, special thank you to um, Lawrence Douglas County Fire Medical, who's hosting us here. We appreciate the space. This is one of the nicer training facilities in the, in the city, and so we appreciate the hosting here. So, okay, with that, I wanna just, walk you through a few things to provide some context to our work, and then enough of us talking, we need to kick it to you all and, and do some discussion. So um, if you could queue up the um, uh, PowerPoint for me. 
Um, then I will kind of walk you through, or are we going to just use off the agenda? I can try it one more time. Okay. Um, if you have an agenda in front of you, um, I'd like for you to um, walk through this with me. Does everybody in the public here have a copy of the agenda as well? Okay. So let me let me just tell you what our game plan is here. We're going to move very efficiently through this, and we've got a lot to cover. So I want to make sure that we're all on the same page with, with what we need to accomplish as we go through here. So this is um, a... We didn't get it. I think I can, I can do it from here. Oh, okay. There you go. just can't do the slideshow view for some reason, but... Okay, that's fine. Thank you for driving. Mm -hmm. yep. So there we go. There you go. Thanks. Okay, so let me put this work in context so you know um, what we're here to do and specifically what the 12 of you have been, been tasked with. So um, as I referenced earlier, the city commission created a project charter to define the work that is of the work group. That charter was refined through a resolution that was passed in April that made some clarifications on the, um, the responsibilities or tasks of this work. It also made some uh, definitions of who would be serving on uh, the work group itself. So those are our operating documents to define the work at hand. This work is, um, in terms of our um, project timeline, this is time-limited work. So you are a task force that will exist until into the end of August when we'll complete our work. We'll wrap it up in the form of a recommendation. The deliverables of this group will be a formal product, a set of recommendations from the 12 of you that will be presented to the city commission. Again, this is not a product that's written by a consultant from some other community coming in and saying, here's what you need to do. This is a product that's going to be birthed from this process and from this community. And so one way to think of it is you are stewards of that process. So my role is to help design that and to help engage others, share insights on my experience with doing uh, similar types of engagement. But ultimately the product is yours but that product should be reflective of the community inputs that we're gonna be actively seeking throughout. So that's our deliverable. So between now and the end of August, we're gonna produce that, that report. Now there's a whole lot of work that goes into that, which we will we'll talk about. So you are a task force. So what does that mean? That means that you are not the CPRB, okay? So the CPRB, the Community Police Review Board, is a separate entity, it's a different entity. There are three of you who serve and have both of those hats. So you serve on the CPRB um, as well as on this work group. And so you'll have, a, have an instrumental role in helping discern some of this work from, from your experience. I also wanna share that we have had multiple members of the CPRB who have served for years, for months, for hours and hours and hours of meetings who have a great deal of institutional wisdom. They have the experience of having been through this process and have a lot of great insights to inform the work that we've done. Um, my colleagues, uh, co-facilitators and I have had the uh, opportunity to interview three previous CPRB members 
who are no, not serving on this, the work group now, but have helped kind of inform the thinking and primed, uh, primed my thinking about how we might engage them. So I appreciate that work tremendously. And I wanna make sure that anytime we engage the community, we ask people to volunteer, that we honor those efforts as we build and move forward, especially in difficult work like this. And so um, in addition to this not being the CPRB, it also will not go on forever. So it is, <laughs> it is not lost on me that it's taken longer for us to even get this meeting going than you all will actually exist as a work group. <laughs> so by the time we're done, it will have been twice as long just to get this off the ground. So um, it's been extremely frustrating. I appreciate your patience, your resiliency, and it's a testament to people's commitment and the importance of the issues that we're still going. So thank you for that um, as you go forward. Um, so what is your work? So your work is to produce a set of recommendations. The city commission identified through the project charter and then the subsequent resolution that there are essentially three areas that we're going to tackle. Um, those being first and foremost, looking at the complaint process. So when the community brings forward a complaint about the police department, then there is a question of how will that work be, um, uh, what's the process for that? So how do I know what to do? How do I know the process? How can I be assured that my complaint's been heard, that it's been addressed uh, accordingly? And so we're gonna go through a whole process of reviewing that. And then ultimately you'll produce a set of recommendations relative to that. The second component is more broadly, just community oversight in general. So what does it mean as a community that we provide oversight and however we define that to ensure that we have confidence that we have the uh, a professional police department providing the services that are expected and that we can have confidence in how those, those services are provided. And so we will weigh in on a series of discussions about what does that role look like? How do we define it? And ultimately what recommendations are put forward? Um, and as part of that, there'll be a whole learning process, which we'll, we'll get into here shortly. And then lastly, in a, in a greater context of community police relations, your work will be instrumental in helping to define what that work is and what that looks like. And so that is in some ways our third area of focus. In some ways it's like a byproduct of these discussions. And in some ways it's the absolute foundation of all of this work. And so you all through this process will help define what that is. And ultimately that will all go into the form of a set of recommendations. Now, my hope and expectation, and I'm gonna ask you what your hopes and expectations and concerns are here shortly, um, is that when you put forward recommendations that it's thoughtful, that it's well-informed, it's well-researched, that you have hashed out as much as you need to hash out, that you've made active use of community inputs. We have experts all over the place in our community. We need their inputs and this product should be reflective of that. And so we'll have to, um, we'll have to look at, at, at what that means. But ultimately there'll be some things that will be fairly straightforward. We'll call them easy wins. There'll be like a bucket of things 
that we can get to an agreement on fairly quickly um, that just makes things run better. And it's maybe um, we call them the, the no-brainers, the, the low-hanging fruits, however you want to frame it, but we'll have some of those. We'll also have kind of a middle bucket of things that are going to take more work. We're going to have to to have a lot of debate, discussion. We're gonna we're gonna disagree on things, and we're gonna have to work through that. But we can find a way forward. And then there will likely be a bucket of things that are particularly difficult that we have different perspectives on. We bring different experiences, and that we're gonna have to wrestle with more. What we don't want to have is have the twelve of you not be able to move forward on anything and essentially punt and we just wasted taxpayer dollars and everyone's time in not getting at the issues at hand. And so um, so that, that's the heavy lift that, that we have to do and um, we've got people to do it. So I'm very excited to partner with you. Okay, um, let me just say a few other things about the member constituencies and then um, we're going to, um, and about the meetings themselves, and then we're going to transition into our uh, discussion questions. So the um, composition of the work group. So that the commission was very thoughtful and intentional in how this was conceived in terms of the membership. So eight of the 12 of you are coming to this work as community members, um, members of the community. Um, four of you are employees of the police department and members of the community. So um, we can define our work in a number of ways, um, including the idea that all 12 of us have a vested interest in the community and bring that perspective. However, five of you on this uh, work group are here as quote unquote community representatives. So that means that you neither work for the police department nor are you on the CPRB. And so um, part of my role to facilitate will be to partner with the five of you to help draw out from a community perspective, what do you see as the issues? What's important to you? What are you hearing in the community that needs to be brought into this discussion? So as facilitator, that's that's my work and with my colleagues to draw that out from the community reps. Three of you are CPRB members. So you wear these two hats. As a CPRB member, you have that direct experience, that lived experience of being on the review board. You see um, your monthly responsibilities. You've had the opportunity to uh, deliver service there, um, your, your public service in that capacity, and also have a whole lot of insights on what works well and what doesn't work well. And so you'll have an active voice in that. And you're also part of the community. And so we want to hear um, what you bring to bear on that. And then the third group is the police department. And so four of you are employees of the police department and have been um, uh, chosen to be a part of this work group. The commission identified a need to have and a, and a desire to have two command staff um, serving on the work group. So we have the chief of police and we have a deputy chief of police serving on this work group. And then the city commission also was intentional in having two 
officers um, not that are not part of the command staff leadership of the department, but are more, if you will, first line officers. And they represent the Lawrence Police Officers Association. So we have two police officers who are joining us here. And as Casey noted, two of your colleagues on the work group are not able to be here um, physically present. They were both just um, appointed this last week by the city commission. And so um, Officer um, Richardson um, is in Chicago at training, uh, who's also a member of LPOA, and Tony Ingram, who is a community representative, will be part of this process as well. Okay, so that's the, the, the um, structure of this. The last thing, and then I'm, then I'm getting, getting out of this role here. The last thing that I need to put forward to you is the types of work and the types of meetings that we will be doing to engage with one another. So in my proposal to the city, when I, um, when I uh, put forward a proposal to be the facilitator was to design, and in response to the expectations laid out in the original um, uh, request from the city for um, submissions was approximately seven or eight public meetings. And so um, what I identified was a plan to do eight public meetings of the work group, this being the first. And what we are doing is what we call working meetings or work sessions. So that's what this is. It's the 12 of you doing the work, okay? Um, those, those are member driven, if you will, with the public always present. And we're gonna be talking about public in, um, inputs throughout each of these. But this is kind of like, you're a task force. This is like a business meeting. This is like just getting stuff done. But it's to tee us up for what I think actually, no offense to y'all, <laughs> is the more important work, which is the community conversations. And that's when we, invite the community in. And so the other type of meeting that we're doing is what's called community conversations. These are something that I've designed and facilitated and led in a number of communities. These are large scale events, they're facilitated discussions, and it is entirely public input. So it's not each of the city employees talking for 90% of the meeting and then at the end saying any questions. <laughs> it's not gonna be that. Um, it's not, not that we have those around here, but you know what I mean. Um, it's not going to be um, just one, um, one question and then we just go for 15 minutes and then send everybody home. It's, it's a very um, well-developed, well-designed, engaging, it's interesting um, event. And ultimately the public will be the judge of how productive it is, but um, I think that we've got a really good game plan and you all are gonna help make it happen. So I will help design that, but you all are actually gonna host it. And so if you're gonna host it, you're gonna be involved in what questions do we need to pose? And so today in this meeting, we're gonna be asking each other some of these questions and they're exact same questions that we wanna put in front of the public so you can hear their input and the community conversations. So we will do two of those. They take a lot of pre-work. And so the plan is, we had a couple of dates that we're they're playing around with. Um, likely July 10th is going to be one of those. 
but we've got to solidify all that this week because we need to get it out so people have it on their, their schedules. But I think you're going to really enjoy that and find it extremely productive for the work that we do. Um, the last thing that I wanted to point out is stakeholders. And stakeholders drives this bus, if you will. Um, in our in our prior conversations, we've talked about who are the stakeholders of this work. We've identified three groups, if you will, of being the community rep, CPRB, and the police department. And we can we'll, we'll get into all kinds of discussions about the relative roles that each of those constituents make. Um, but <laughs> the city commission is also very invested in finding out who is most impacted by the work of the police department. When we talk about um, complaints, do we have a system? Do we have a process that people understand, can access, and if they feel they've been mistreated, received poor service, however we might define that, are we able to engage with groups who are disproportionately impacted by policing in this community, for example? And are they reflected in the work that we do? So we'll need to bring an intentionality to this group of when we say stakeholders, who do we mean and how are we engaging? And if it's just the same folks that always show up, we're not gonna meet our mark. We're not necessarily gonna do the work. So the city commission's given us a charge, if you will, uh, to do that work. And we're gonna, we're gonna be fleshing that out to define it together and what that means uh, to do that. Specifically, um, anyone impacted by the complaints process, anyone who has a stake in that, anyone who has been disproportionately impacted, anybody who represents what we might define as a non-traditional or underrepresented group in our community. And this is our chance to create the opportunity for those voices to also be an active part of our um, recommendations and solutions. Okay. Um, so with that, um, I do want to just say, um, can you, do you mind whoever's driving? Can you pull up one thing? But what? On that second slide. <laughs> so I've lived here about 20 years. I'm in the community. I happen to be a native Kansan. But, um, you know, I, I work with a lot of cities. I work with a lot of local governments and I travel a lot. This is a home gig. Um, so I'm particularly invested in this work because your success is my success, is our success. And I feel it very intimately as someone who reads the papers and is part of all this work. And so I'm, I'm delighted to have the opportunity but also doubly invested um, in this work. what Just to give you a little bit of background for those of you who don't know me, I've been doing facilitation for about 25 years um, and worked as a trainer and as a consultant. I'm coming to you as an independent consultant, so I just do this work uh, on my own. I'm not salaried with any other, any other place. Um, I live off these kinds of, of projects. Um, I spent many years in New York City working for an organization called Community Access Incorporated. Um, I worked in mental health and in supportive housing. So I have a very extensive background in working in homelessness. 
and community engagement as it as it relates to supportive housing. I'm a huge proponent of that kind of great work. Um, I knew that I worked for a great organization at the time, but it wasn't until I moved back to Kansas that I really came to appreciate that they're a national leader in supportive housing development and also in the unique area of peer-driven and peer-specialist training programs. And so a huge part of my staff, my colleagues, my supervisors were also formerly homeless individuals or individuals with mental health backgrounds. And so I believe when you do community engagement, you can't do it right or well if you don't have people who have been directly impacted by services and experiences being part of the solution. And so that absolutely drives my work and my thinking as I approach this work as well. Um, and I'm thrilled that there is some good work starting to happen and continuing to happen in Lawrence and Douglas County around affordable housing and mental health because it is a very difficult issue. Um, uh, I spent many years, uh, about 13 years full-time as an instructor and trainer at the KU Public Management Center. I've been to every community in Kansas. I work with a lot of cities and counties. I've done some work with Douglas County uh, Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, um, also with the, um, the city of Lawrence a few years ago. But that's where I really kind of cut my teeth in doing a lot of local government facilitation. Uh, from there, I went to the Mid-America Regional Council in Kansas City, ran the Government Training Institute there that serves 119 cities and nine counties in the Kansas City Metro. I love this work. I love investing in the professional competencies of local government. And I believe that we can do great work. I believe we're capable of tackling tough problems. And as someone who does a lot of training, I'm very invested in equipping departments, individuals with the professional skill sets they need to, to do their work. And so that really informs a lot of my thinking. But I do community conversations. I do a lot of city council retreats, uh, local government training development. I've also done a lot of public safety training, working with fire and law enforcement training. And my... Um, office in New York City at three blocks from the World Trade Center. I was there on September 11th. Um, and that's always informed my thinking about first responders and public safety. And so anything that's police, fire related, it's also near and dear and a way that I want to give back. So I appreciate everyone who does that work. All right, so I'm done. Um, that's that's all I, I want to say. So thank you for that. Um, now it's it's your turn. <laughs> so um, the way we're gonna to to do this is um, we're gonna be flip charting discussions. I want you all to start weighing in on the work because you you have a work the work at hand. Um, as I mentioned, my role is to facilitate. So I'm like a resource to all of you. So. If something's not working, give me that feedback. If you need something, tell me what that is. And that's what we're here to make happen. And as Casey mentioned, the staff is mobilized around this. We, we want this and need this work to work well. I'm also here as a facilitator to kind of wade in on those maybe more delicate uh, conversations or topics or roles. So I'm probably just going to 
um, frustrate you at some point, but also play a valuable role. So sometimes the most important thing I'm going to do is ask the police officers to just be quiet and listen. <laughs> Love what you do. Great public service. Thank you. Just listen. This is about the community right now for this point. At another point, I might say to the CPRB folks, thank you. Love what you do. Appreciate your public service. Just listen. Let the folks who are not on the board say what they see. Let them share their ideas. Okay, that's my role as a facilitator. Community, sometimes I'm going to just say, love you. Glad you're here. Just sit there and listen because the CPRB folks or the police department, they're doing this stuff all the time. They've got a unique and important perspective. So let's take that in. Right. <laughs> so that's that's part of what I'm here for. All right. Any any questions? I have one. Um, yes. Just to clarify, where are the who are we presenting the recommendation to the just the commission or the city commission? Yes. So as I understand it, and I don't know that this has been. I don't think we have a date or anything on the commission's calendar yet. But ultimately, a work group product will be presented to the commission. And that will take the form of recommendations, and then they will go from there. Go from there. And those will be public, you believe? Then it's made to the council. All of it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. It's all public. So, <clears throat> yes. Yep. And that will not be me. I'm not presenting it. So I'll be there for you. <laughs> I'm with you the whole way, but it's going to be y'all. So um, we'll figure out what that what that looks like and how we'll do it. But you all will have active inputs throughout. Other questions? All right. Um, a lot of the details of that work will kind of reveal itself as we as we wade into this. So. Um, Okay, so here's what I'd like for you to do. Um, and if you're following along the agendas on the um, in front of you here, all the discussion questions for this are, are there. We're gonna start discussing a few questions. Jenny and I are going to facilitate these um, and capture them here. We're gonna take a, a break for a few minutes at a certain point, and then we're gonna come back and get through all of them. We have from now until eight to get through this. And um, so we're gonna keep it moving. Um, but we've got a lot to take care of. So kind of um, get get comfortable as we transition our easels and all that. Turn to the person next to you and tell them how excited you are to be a part of our lesson. Yeah, it's yeah, if please grab some extra food, we want you to be comfortable. Take one to go if you need to. Um, actually, the food you said, I want to make sure these baskets are you 
Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So I, I want to get you all talking now. So um, thank you for indulging me in all that. But that's there we go. All right. So on your agenda, item number three. Um, question one. And we'll use kind of a similar um, coding, if you will. So when we do the community conversations, we'll be asking the community tons of questions like this. So we'll do Q1, Q2, it's all coded. We're listening to things, things like that. So I would like for each of you, first of all, to weigh in on this first, this first question. And I'm just gonna throw it to you. And I want you to share with us, why is this work important? Why is this work important? And why do you want to serve? All right, so if somebody starts off, and Jenny and I, we're just going to take a seat and listen and enjoy the first time. You want to take a seat for it? All right, so um, why is this work important and why do you want to serve? Absolutely. Um, so I feel like um, the main reason why this work is very important is because we need to be able to find a um, interconnection between community police and of course the um, CPRB board members. I find that there seems to be a disconnect um, among perceptions, among um, policies and understanding of what um, what it is the police do, what they how they hold each other accountable, um, the work they do versus how the public perceives that, how the CPRB perceives that, and I feel like this work is really important um, so that we can kind of get, a, you know, kind of foster a collective dialogue so that we can actually come together and um, make a long um, kind of, um, you know, this board hasn't made a lot of progress in the past few years, so I'm hoping that, you know, this, this work group is gonna foster that um, progress um, through dialogue and communication and mutual respect, mutual recognition. Um, and I, I wanted to serve to help foster that, you know, when to get my community more involved with our police department and vice versa. Okay. I was gonna say, um, so why is it important? I, I think um, it's, about a little bit about fairness. Everybody wants to be treated yeah. fair when they're in there. Talk about the police specifically uh, in their interactions, and then if they have some sort of review um, to feel that they've been treated fair in that um, investigation and that outcome. And then also um, uh, seeing the side of the police officers also want to be feel like they're being treated fair throughout that process as well. Um, I want to serve because I have a vested interest in the community uh, living here, uh, being part of it for twenty years, and being part of police department. I think to have a strong community, a thoughtful community, a faith community, the, the folks, the members of the community need to be able to trust the police department. And the police department needs to be able to trust the community that they have, that both parties understand 
each other as well as I can. Yeah. But the work we're doing will, I think, help facilitate that process. I echo a lot of what has been said here. So, as a community participant, for me, the work group, as I look at it, is very diverse. So, I felt like it needed to be a diverse group to discuss the topic of concerns and problem solve through the process, meaning that we have so much work to do within this community. And we want this community not to only thrive, but to be very successful and what is going on within this community. Because as you look across the country right now, it's really chaotic and it's very devastating. And we know that some of those things can seep into a community extremely fast. So why do I serve? I was selected by Lisa Larson, um, and I come to you with an unbiased win because I have not been one of those that have been in trouble, but I have seen many of uh, those from BIPOC communities have been in trouble and asking and begging for help um, from me. And, and the current role that I do um, for the NAACP as the legal redress, I get those complaints. So to me, I feel like it's important that we have all of the stakeholders in the room so that I can understand and help those that are struggling to understand. Yeah, I was also similarly, I think I misspoke earlier, I'm not a board member, I'm here as a community member. Um, but yeah, I'm appointed by Courtney, and um, as a community organizer and somebody who has a, a really deep background in community engagement, I work as a participatory action research fellow working with uh, climate displaced tribes, helping them get settlements and convey their human rights concerns. Um, in a constructive way and learning how to do storytelling and how to take narratives and make action from them. And so that's really important to me. Um, reparations are really important to me. And I think that reparations, they involve money, but they, they also involve public acknowledgement, a chance to share their concerns, platforms to speak. Like these are reparational frameworks. And so that, that's why it's, it's important for me in my limited time. I was like, well, this sounds like something that aligns with um, what I'm trying to build. Um, but I think the last thing that I'll say is um, my family has been in Lawrence for a very long time, and I might, I don't know if I'm your only Native representation, American, Native American Indian representation, but um, but yeah, if I wanted to bring that aspect to it and also that my family's been here for a long time. My family was there when Edward Adel was shot um, and supported his family, especially through church, and I was there when, you know, helping Noah with his family. Dominique White's family to be dead. So having been there with the families and they're impacted by poor policing, um, you know, those mothers don't have their children. And now that I've had a baby, um, she's one years old. <laughs> she's really cute. Um, it really hits me like, oh my God, like they're like in an instant she could be gone. And that really got me after having her. And so that's a really big part of what drives me to be part of this work and to you know, offer um, my voice, you know, what I hear from different community members, a lot of people talk to me. Um, and so I kind of have a pretty good perspective on a lot of different voices. 
Um, and when I'm giving that native representation about sovereignty and agency, um, really important to me as well, especially with hospitals in the community and you know, the police interacting with it um, as well. So I'm kind of coming from those multiple perspectives. Um, I thought that was the last thing I would say, but I'll say one more thing. Um, I am really driven by this quote, and I always forget his name. Benjamin is either his first or his last name, but he said that the North won the war, but the South won, won the narrative. And so I'm very interested in that narrative. Like, what is the narrative that's still existing, still driving the individuals and the police and people in the community that have um, rational distrust? But that's a term by Madonna Peters, which we should talk about rational distrust. And um, so just really thinking about the narratives that fuel the, the outcomes that we have. There's, there's ordinances, administrative policies, laws, but then there's what's actually guiding people's actions. And so I'm interested in that piece as well, that qualitative piece. Thank you. Yeah, I think there's an important quote um, uh, from kind of the origination of policing that the uh, the police are the public and the public are the police. Um, and kind of what that means is that we all do the same job. Uh, I just get paid to do it. Um, and so with that, I think it's important this group's this work uh, work group's uh, work is important because we need to work on that perception that. Uh, the community might have a perception that we believe we're above them, and I think I don't think that's the case. Um, and sometimes we have the perception that the community is out to, to get us. Uh, you know, we haven't done anything wrong. They maybe think that we have. Um, so I think it's just working on that trust and, and fostering that environment where we're able to uh, share our experiences on both sides. I'm going to jump in right there because um, I love what you said, but. My interest is, I mean, there are stinkers in every line of work. And there are people who think they know how to do it better when they probably don't. What I'm interested in is coming to a process that will assure that the work is done in the best way possible and the community has confidence in that. End of story. Gone. <laughs> um, as a community member, I was appointed by Amber, um, and she and I had recently had a conversation about when I first moved to Lawrence back in 2006. It's been a minute now. Um, everyone that I spoke to said, Welcome to the community. It is vibrant, it's inclusive, it's diverse. We have one of the best cities in town. You will feel welcome all the time. I have lived on the East Coast, I've lived in the South. Um, I know it's hard to believe, but I'm a Black woman and I'm terrified of being the next Sandra Bland or any of the other fatalities that have happened across the country. Um, I believe that this process will help um, for folks to feel like they're being included, um, for their dignity to be respected, um, I'm also a process person. I really like creating processes that work um, and not work just on paper, but actually impact the people that it's intending to impact. Um, so I think that's why I'm here. I like process, I like fairness, um, and I'm raising a son in this community and I wanted to continue being the, the community that was promised.
I was writing notes. <laughs> um, I think a lot of why this work is important has been covered. I think anything that I add there just sounds repetitive or like I'm stealing from someone, but why I want to serve specifically has also been echoed a lot, fairness, equity, um, but also I am a strong believer in um, responsibility for one's actions and owning up to mistakes, whether or not you choose to own up to them is your decision, but occasionally there are people who need to tell you, you made a mistake, you have to suffer the consequences of that mistake especially if those if the mistake caused harm. And if it wasn't a mistake, if it was an intentional action, there definitely should be consequences. Uh, what those consequences are uh, can vary. I am a firm believer in restorative justice, not vindictive justice. Uh, there's, I don't believe in such a thing, um, but having a process that has both of those, that has the restorative aspect, has the ability to actually hold people to account is important and without that system we continue to have the issue where the police the community think the police are above them the police will think the community is out to get them because that is what the system currently is we see issues where the police are not held accountable not necessarily in lawrence but just across the country and that trickles down to our community as well and if community members have no sense of redress they will just have feelings that keep getting worse and then more things happen. So trying to nip that in the bud helps. Um, uh, this works important to me because uh, this is your police department and each community should decide how it's going to be policed. And this gives us an opportunity to hear from all of you with your different backgrounds to tell us how do you want us to police you? It's not the police coming in and telling you what we're gonna do. And this work is important because this is an opportunity for us to hear from you. But what do you want your complaint process to look like? Uh, what do you want oversight to look like? And then we operate within that that framework. Um, you know, it breaks my heart every time I hear something like what you just said, Jacqueline, uh, because uh, I just I wish there was something I could do to take that feeling away from because that's not how somebody in our community should feel. Um, I do respect the reality of it. I've heard it for 33 years and, um, you know, I see it every day. I see the same thing you see. And I also see the excuses that we use at police just by actions that none of us, all of us agree are not justifiable. And I'm hoping that through this, um, you all are able to see my heart and my heart is for people. And I want our community to be not only the safest it can be, but I want our community to be what you were told it is. And what I've come to learn from being here for about a year and a half. And we have some amazing people here. And um, I think together we can create a process and a police department that all of you agree is amazing and where you won't feel that way. And I'm hoping that whatever I can do to help craft that, I'll do that. I'm here to serve because that's what I've been doing for 33 years, serving communities, trying to make things better, trying to leave things better than they were when I got here. And um, it was good. All right, well, I really appreciate you putting forward 
why this work is important and, and why you want to serve. This is the work. And so thank you for the investment, for the struggle, for the learning um, that will go on through all of this. That's exactly what we're going to do. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, let's get let's get to work here. All right, so we're going to, for question two, we want to hear um, your hopes for this work. And then we will always ask concerns. I have concerns, everybody has concerns, and we want to also hear hopes. So what I'd like to do, um, we're gonna we're gonna flip chart um, and capture this, and, and I want to uh, do this all at the same time and then have you share with the full group if you don't mind. So I'm going to ask um, one group to post up there. One's going to work on here and the other's going to work on here. And then once you've populated yours, then we're going to hear the whole group. Okay, but it's it's a way to kind of get through some uh, questions more quickly. And I need one extra scribe. Um, but the question at hand is this uh, question two. So what are your hopes for the work group and the work that needs to be completed? I want you to flip chart it. And when you're writing, and, and Jenny and I will model this, try and use at least three squares because it's easier to see on camera. All of this that's generated will be written up and then made available to the public. So if you can't see everything now, just know you'll have it in the hard copy. Um, by the end of the week, we're gonna have, um, have that back to you. So, okay, so start, start talking and then we'll get the paper set up as you go. Is it dialogue for now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, at least um, from my perspective, um, kind of when I first went to use that now, I think that I'm so and now finally at the point I'm <laughs> 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 
we are coming to work how long we're I love this. We're going to start capturing and we're going to, we're going to start moving. So um, I want you to pivot. Um, tell the scribe what to write. They're going to write it in your words, not ours, not filtered. Um, your words, how you say it. it Make sure you get up there. If they didn't get it right, correct them. Okay, because we want to capture your words. I want you to move through Q2. We're going to take about five minutes to capture what your hopes are. This is the only shot at this question. And then move into Q Q3 and say, what are your concerns about us? Okay, so we get through this. So I uh, start start writing and uh, process who regards that which both sides can be right here. I was in mind, but just like draw like another I know it's been a lot, but I don't know. Not personal interest. So you can kind of 
So a desire among the um, our police department. And you can get another piece of paper too. Okay. Everybody's speaking on that one. Okay. Now, what are your concerns? I had so So I have a lot of 
seconds to kind of wrap this part up, and then I want you to share with each other what that is. Well, we talk about the different all right. Um, I know there's some great discussion. I always want to make sure that you get to hear what all of your colleagues in the full room gets to hear the full room and what you produced so far. Um, oh, human break. Hopes. Um, I want to hear just what you came up with on hopes and then concerns, and then we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to um, pivot to our uh, Q4. Better things I missed out. So, <laughs> um, and we're just going to do a quick, quick run through. This isn't our only opportunity to hit this question, but this is important that we need to hear. So, would two of you come up and just read through what was written here? Any two from that group, please? Take turns, one third, one, one third, the next. So our first hope is to not create a process that is a burden on the complainant. Second hope was a process that gives due regard to both sides with a neutral, with neutral views respecting privacy of everyone involved. Oh, and that we come to a conclusion that everyone believes in. Okay. All right. Um, give it up to Anne. Okay, good. Um, actually, all right. So let's do hope here. Two of you just walk through what you came up with there. Uh, yes. So one of the, the major things that we all kind of shared is that we wanted to create something that everybody can uh, live with. Uh, generally speaking, so uh, Ian had mentioned that the idea is we want to give as much information for the complainant process, but we also want to make sure that employee privacy to an extent is protected. So like Ian used the example, if I have a coworker who doesn't like me and has an internal complaint about that, that isn't necessarily something that the public needs to know about. But if it has any bearing on the, the situation at hand, then we can provide the info that's needed. Um, and making sure then on the reverse, the complainant also doesn't have their entire private life scrutinized as well. Um, yeah, so if someone else wants to. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, we also talked about healthy boundaries um, because we all come from various backgrounds and experiences. So just looking at our table within itself, you know, we're looking at various genders, we're looking at age, we're looking at nationality, culture, and everything like that. Coming from the East Coast to Midwest, um, all of those types of things, we have to take into consideration because our, our experience might dictate how we act towards um, someone else um, and the police community, and Ian is helping us out with that. And then the last one was that we wanted to get something made that the deliverable that I see personally is that something that is ready, set, tied up in a nice bow for the city commission. We have drafted an ordinance for them that says, here you go, review it for your legality to go through the process you, you need to go through, but you don't have to draft this ordinance. It's ready to go. Here you go. That's my, my personal goal for this. Um, 
and at the, but at the same time, not something that's so grandiose that it has to be cut down because people generally don't believe in massive substantive change. They like those incremental changes. Eh, I disagree, but um, we need it to be substantive at the same time. We also don't want to be so watered down by the time we finish within the group that really all we're doing is like adding an Oxford comma somewhere in an already existing ordinance. We want to make actual changes with this review group because that's why we were formed, why the city hired facilitators to make it happen. We needed to make change. Personally, I'm like, let's let's make all the change at once, but you know, that might be an unattainable goal. All right. Give my hand. Thank you. Over here. What do you got? Uh, two of you read through what you got. There's a dog here named here that you're expecting one of them. Yeah. Helps. <laughs> Um, so in regard to the hope that kind of our first one kind of ties into what each of the groups mentioned, um, of course, we all want something that works in regards to the complaint process. Um, but this one is kind of more zoomed in, you know, um, when we think about perceptions and the subjective of it all, you know, based on, you know, what I've at least seen as a member so far, um, no one, nothing's perfect. No one's going to be completely pleased with our, the complaint process, whatever that may be. But the main thing is that we can produce and hope to produce a cohesive, objective process that aligns with the ordinance cannot be refuted. And what I mean by that is that regardless of um, the complaint and, and the circumstances of that complaint and the community and, and how we feel about that particular issue is we can show, hey, this is the process for the complaints. Um, Transparency, accountability. We can we can ensure privacy, whatever that might look like when that time comes. But we can also say, look, this process cannot be. You know, this is what it is. Um, there's no debate about it. We have, you know, the public trust that this process is is happening. There's no um, lack of or distrust regarding it because it's fully transparent. It's fact. It's objective. It's just what it is. Okay. Um, it's not about feelings or emotions or kind of the perceptions of like. Maybe there's something secret going on. This is like we can show the public this is what our hope is for the complaint process. And the second hope is that we can produce a team-oriented board with the intent to advance the board's objective. So what I mean by that is that we can produce a CPRB that is um, like-minded for the goal of what the board was designed to do. No personal agendas, no personal interests, no... Um, like negative or ill intent to try to advance one's own personal gain because this is a board that is meant to serve the public and the community and the our police department. And number three, we have a desire for from LKPD to understand alternative perspectives and listen. This was a hope from the chief is that there the the chief wants everyone to know the police are here to listen. They want to hear. So it, maybe if they're not talking or providing input like the community wants them to, maybe they're just taking it all in. And maybe they'll talk amongst each other or try to find other ways to engage with the community. But the main goal of hope of this is that the community can understand that PD is really wants to listen. And sometimes that perception of what we think the PD is not doing is not that. So we got to be open minded. Everything is. Is that clear? Nope. Nope. Oh, five pages later. Okay, girl. Gotcha. Um, and number four came from Alice, community member. 
increase in self-awareness, continued spirit of learning, sustainable process that's easy to repeat when needed um, or navigate, and its flexibility. Um, and then I'll get to the fifth one from this chief. But the one that Alex said, I really, um, I really like this quote because sometimes when we um, get on anything of a reputation like a board, we kind of start to feel of a, a higher level of discussion or authority or maybe we we forget that to humble ourselves and remember why we joined the board in the first place. So I like this idea that of self-awareness because you're always going to be learning in life. And I think that hopefully the, throughout this work group, um, we can continue to learn and improve ourselves and kind of implement that um, skill and characteristic of being self-aware. And for the last one, um, coming from the chief, no, Alex, I'm sorry, um, improved quality of life and trust. And would you like to explain that hope? Yeah, I think the table, we were all trying to figure out how to articulate something we had. You're coming at it from different perspectives, but trying to figure out, like, what is the end product that we hope that community members get? Like, what is our hope for the community members as the outcome of this process? Um, and yeah, just improving the quality of life. You know, the um, the daily fears that, that maybe some folks feel based on data or based on their, their families and communities' experiences and things that they've heard from you know, family and friends. And so just hoping to... Um, move the dial on that. Great, thank you. Uh, give this group a hand, please. I got it. Um, so we're going to go through. Uh, I want you to read concerns really quickly um, for each group, and then we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and talk about uh, community engagement. All right. Um, who's doing this with you? Yeah. You want to start? Yeah, just go. Uh, putting concerns for the work group need to be completed. Uh, worried about being derailed, I think. Uh, the comment was mentioned that several um, iterations of CPRB that things have, have come through and that for whatever reason, there's some derailment uh, or has been some derailment. Uh, privacy for complainant, privacy for the employee. Um, that was kind of a um, going together. And then um, I actually phrased this, actually I phrased this, so I, I want to know the specific problems that we're trying to address because many times when we start talking about things, they go into different areas. And so whatever those problems are to, to identify and break those down and solve those. Okay. All right. So a concern was, uh, I guess, maybe come more born out of the lack of trust uh, previously between the CPRB and law enforcement. So we just want to help work on that trust. We're concerned that maybe it's not there. Um, some of these public efforts uh, in the past, similar to what uh, W. Chief was saying, uh, falling apart and people leaving. There's like events happen, stuff falls, gets derailed. Um, and then lastly, there's not uh, not understanding other people's perspectives. And Doris made the quote of not understanding uh, our job as law enforcement. Um, so just wants to kind of understand that a little bit. Good. Thank you. Okay, uh, concerns here. Number one, we uh, want, we, one of the concerns is we won't reach a consensus for the process that will get bogged down and go off on different tangents and not be able to reach a consensus. Uh, a concern that we'll come up with something that has too much gray area 
and becomes too difficult to follow. Uh, remember that the Citizen Police Review Board has to follow whatever is uh, we come up with. And so we've got to make it uh, clear and concise. And then <laughs> organization. <Alex. laughs> um, just the concern around, um, you know, that there needs to be repeat engagement, that the folks that are here are really great. Um, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the work is ever done, just continuing to engage the community, which is not that we're going to do, but I'm thinking like, you know, future years, just, you know, time that needs to go forward. Of, um, and then also just that, that we're having a real impact that as we're here sharing our um, points of view, especially as a community appointed folks, that um, I'm not just here to be to be beige and talking, but that, <laughs> that um, hopefully what I'm saying, you know, sticks that it's something. Um, so yeah, lots of meanings to that, but just and that, and that could definitely be used in lots of different um, perspectives here as well for the police department. Um, but yeah, just making sure that there's that um, shared authority. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Let's take a five minute break. We have to move around. We're going to jump right back into Q4. We're going to have to move around and then we'll be back at it. And we're finishing at eight, so we got a lot to do. Restrooms, if you need them, down the hall and they're on the left. We'll shortly. Thank you. So, welcome back. Thank you. Question four is a really important one that I'm using to prime your thinking, but it's actually a fairly involved question that, that we're not going to fully do justice uh, today. But how we do this work is every bit as important as what we produce at the end. And how we engage with one another in this work is critical to our success. And so it will take each of us two seconds to find any number of examples of how this work can't get done in most environments because we don't have the right things in place to make it so. I love Lawrence. I have complete confidence that we can do tough things and that we can tackle tough issues and that we're capable of doing that through this process. But I also know from experience that you have to be able to articulate why that is and how that is that you can do that work. So part of your homework, because you're gonna have homework through this work, is before our next meeting, I want you to come prepared to share what you think we need to consider as a work group to question four. And the question specifically is, what guidelines do we need to establish in order to work effectively together? What guidelines do we need um, to establish in order to work effectively together? So this will inform how we engage. We're gonna tackle tough issues and obviously we're gonna have differences of opinion on some things. How do we do this work so that we can get to where we need to get to? And so come prepared next time to share some of those. I'll prompt you in advance. We're gonna create a list together this is also going to help inform work that we do around the community conversation as well. So that's that's our key for work. Um, any, any questions on that? Good. All right. So that's that's your work relative to that. Okay. Q five. Um, so on Q five, go back to Q four. Yeah. When you're saying we, you're speaking specifically the twelve members of the group. Yeah. Great question. So um, the. So guidelines for, for our work here, first and foremost, so I'm, I'll answer your question two ways. So yes, for the 12 of you, 
Secondly, I would say it's going to be the foundation for uh, our broader work in terms of community engagement. And so if that informs your thinking or if you think that's two lists, let's talk about that when we convene next time. But I want you to be working on that uh, now. And I've already had conversations with some of you who have done a lot of work in this area that got some good ideas. But ultimately, it's not mine. It's, it's yours and it has to be a groups. And so that's why we'll spend time uh, creating that together. And you don't need it until you need it. And I'll just say that. And so that's why it's really important. Um, and we have a lot of people who have a lot of really important things to say. And we have the responsibility of creating a process that those ideas can be heard and captured and those concerns can be captured. And if we don't do the work well, we miss that because we get lost or caught up in other things. So that's why it's so important. Okay, Q5. Um, the next uh, question here. Oops. It's the key question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. What do we need to do to ensure robust input from the community? All right. So this work is the 12 of you, but ultimately it's robust input from the community. Um, so what do we need? Uh, collectively, we're doing this one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do this rapid fire. So everything. Well, this, this would, uh, I would jump right off of uh, Mr. Temple of what we were currently working on as the Community Engagement Committee. You know, if we are going to ensure some robust input from the community, we need to uh, kind of back through the particular word. And, you know, interacting with the community, and we are. Um, um, creating informative pathways to integrate them into our our work's objectives. Okay, so uh, say that again a little slower. Press grassroots methods. Methods. And then I would just say um strategy, interactive strategies. I'm going to jump in and capture at the same time. So just shout them to, to facilitator O'Brien or facilitator Morris. And, and let's see how many we can get in the next two minutes. We have to foster a safe environment for these people. I'm going to capture at the same time. So yeah. I think we need to have specific questions so they can um, effectively engage. If it's too broad, the, then what am I responding to? Okay. Yeah, that also takes the labor off them a little bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's better to have many smaller questions than large overarching ones and asking for them to. You don't want to limit what they can say, but you want to, but it might be helpful to give them guidelines as to okay. things we're thinking about. They need to see it in action. They need to see a final product or something. There's nothing worse than being asked your opinion and then for it to go into the shredder. Uh -huh. so I have a follow up, uh, follow up mechanism. Yeah, yeah the transparency or accountability piece. Yeah. 
uh, like a shared email that members of the public can also reach out to to submit their opinions, uh, their thoughts, answers to questions. Um, that is maybe ran. I don't know who run who would run it, but. And I think quality outreach because because um, I think through the Native American Alaska Native community and we are the responsible responsive surveys and phone calls answers to general outreach methods and so we had real word of mouth driving and just kind of showing my work so you know not just the hospital campus but there's other kind of local house or that you know but also campus also Is there, again, I'm assuming we know what some of the groups are for marginalized communities no, out there. No, we need to flexibility sometimes time and location based on the dates accessible to folks. Yeah. I'm hoping they'll ride the bus. Ride the bus that might have two schools, facility issues, um, folks that are working. Um, Having it during That's kind of the same time and same place. Maybe a little bit of event folks that don't have yeah. traditional quote unquote. Yeah, we're not just going to have a bunch of people. Like you see, yeah, people you don't want to just reach into my shoulder, age spectrum. Like there's like all these. They're part of the community, but so are yeah, all the people who work here at shows at RVs and Dylan's and their sleep during the day. Like, yes. I don't know how people necessarily solve for all of those variables, but we can do the best we can. Maybe the complaints could have been about having similar and we may have said it before at this point, but the locations that are neutral. Okay. Um, fire stations are a good example, the library, the train depot. That neither involved has a thought on well, I don't feel safe there. Or members or they could provide their even though this is not on the board. The board's you know favoring only the police or only the community that is angry or things like that. So I'm going to jump in here and just make a couple of observations because this is extremely helpful. Um, I hear some good intentionality about thinking about varied methods of communication, of engagement, 
a recognition that this work is uniquely um, uh, intent on reaching folks that aren't typically or aren't consistently engaged in processes like this. So what are those techniques? Questions about um, contacts we have in the community. How do we reach folks? Um, is it in-person, is it virtual? All those different uh, types of methodologies. So this, this is really helpful. I wanted to get to see this because our work will not be successful without robust community input. So we have to figure out what that is. So we will expand on this list, but this is a great starting point and, and we'll build on it um, when we when we next meet. Yeah. So we, we say robust community, what does success look like? Because that may vary um, the way that we're going to get more. So I don't I don't know from the question what yeah. the goal is. Okay. But that may affect which which of the ideas uh, that people have. Yes, maybe the most important. So that's a great, great question. So part of what we'll need to define is is what will success look like um, relative to your community engagement. Yes. Yeah, specific yeah. to this question. Okay, that's great. All right, now to prep our work for. Um, Next meeting. Next meeting is when we're going to start the heavy lift around the community police complaint process. All right. So pivoting to the next question, um, I want you to start generating, and this will be a uh, conversation of um, all the resources that we need to start to pull together. But as you look at um, Q6, and part of your homework is to go back, if you've not read it, is to read the project charter from the city commission and the resolution yet again. And they've given guidance that if we're going to do this work right and well, we need to be able to map the complaint process. So we're really gonna map it out. And then once we understand it, then we're gonna make some recommendations on how that can be improved. There's a lot of learning and education that's going to need to go into this. Some of you know it and can stand up right here and just explain it. And others of us don't have any idea how it works. And then I'm guessing that when we all start talking, there's going to be a whole lot of things that haven't been figured out or need to be fleshed out. So one of the things that I want you to be thinking about for next week is what information and resources do you need or do you need collectively in order to be informed and educated about the review process um, so that you can do that mapping and then ultimately make informed recommendations. So let's just do a quick um, listing of things that come to mind right now of what you see as um, needed. Can I join, can I jump on this page here? Um, so we have a few six in here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So real quickly, when you think of I've got to map this process, what do you need? Because this will be part of my homework and I will engage the city and everybody else that we need to. What do you all need to be able to do a mapping and review of the process? 
for me, I need a, I'm sorry, I need a vision and mission statement because one person's vision is another person's mess. And okay. mission, I need the mission because I know, I mean, I don't know what the Citizen Review Board mission is versus what the police mission is. And I don't know if their visions don't, they just don't matter. Okay. Right from the beginning. So for me, vision and mission. Okay. Statement. And that's both relative to CPRB and to the department. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because that'll help provide context. Yeah. What do you need? I need data. Data. Okay. I need to know what type of complaints have come in. Okay. Even if it hasn't flown through a process, what's come in and what happened with them. Okay. So what kinds of complaints, um, data around that, and what happened with And when you're talking about mapping, yes, like what do we physically need in order to map? We either need Visio or like space, wall space. Okay, so so Visio could be a resource that we could use potentially for that. It's um, easy, it exists. Okay, and um, we'll find out. If we're not using Visio or a software, then we would need mm -hmm. Whiteboard space and post-its. Yeah. I, okay. I guess that's how I was listening to your question. I could. Yep. Absolutely. Well, then to piggyback off, um, Jacqueline. Jack, Jack, is it Jackie? Jack or Jacqueline? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, to kind of add to this, the the data element side of it all, and let's say that maybe that's limited. I would say we would need to have an understanding of the procedures and policies that, that go into the complaint. So where 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 does someone start? You know, if they want to make a complaint, okay. what does that look like? Okay. Well, if, I, if, I'm uh -huh. if I'm understanding correctly for their question correctly, it sounds like we need, we need to have a good explanation in the flowchart and symbol okay. of, of the current process. Okay. We're going, if we're looking to uh, improve it, uh, we have to know where we're current. Okay. I think included in that is if there's an internal policy of police of what happens after a complaint is brought against an employee of the police. That would be good to have. Okay. So, so I'm hearing a few different things. Make sure I'm capturing um, a flowchart of what is there. Um, and like, it, it, so internal police policy. Policy that, like, okay. so a complaint has been brought against you, what happens next kind of thing. Okay. If it exists, we need to know that. Okay. And you also used, you said flowchart, but also present. <laughs> Meaning that we need a presentation on this, or that we just need the information. Just one more thing to add: a historical overview would be useful. When did they start the complaint process? When where was the foundation? You know, maybe some of the frameworks, um, other jurisdictions in the state they followed, or you know, political event that motivated. I think I have like an example of one. So if we are talking about a flowchart, maybe an example of a complaint, how how it started to how it ended, it doesn't have to be specific, it doesn't have to have any identifying information, but what steps did the person actually take? Like okay. the complainant called the broke email area original. I'm trying to make a joke of it, but like what steps did the person actually take? <laughs> So we it'd be hypothetical, and I think it would be good to do a hypothetical complaint under the current ordinance, so we can see what it is now, and and then that would help us identify 
weaknesses from uh, what we would like it to say. Oh, Sorry, Greg. I think there have been complaints, just none that have gone to the CPRB. And so I agree that we would also need to see an example of a hypothetical one. What would happen if it made it out of the complaint process? But what steps did the person make and how were they communicated with? Mm -hmm. And then it came to a terminal point and didn't flow out. And so we could then take that example and talk about what a policy would look like if it flow out. Yeah. Or what it would need, what elements it needed in order to flow when out. When they said there have been complaints, I mean, of racial or other bias based policing, but maybe complaints. I see where you're coming from, but maybe for um, like the actual complaint example, but for the purposes of the CPRB, we really are very limited in the scope given our, you know, our policy that what the board is actually, you know, our discretion of what we're going to review, right? So maybe in that sense, you know, in hypothetical, you know, CPRB based, you know. You know, so, uh, so longer list of complaints that didn't, weren't mandated to go through the Citizen Police Review Board, uh, then that would be good to know what, what complaints were missing in the process now. Okay. So there's a other discussion. So there's a there's a learning curve, and this this is really helpful because there's a really heavy lift or like a really heavy lift around this. This so this is good to get this going because what what we need to do to prep for next conversations is to begin to kind of wrap our heads around how we're going to wrap our heads around that that review. So um, so this is helpful. Add this to your homework, and you'll get an email from me on this too. Is think more fully through what you're needing relative to this, and um, I don't know if we'll have all of that in place for next next meeting. That's a pretty robust list, but we're going to make some very good headway on this. So be thinking about what else you need. Think that um, what, do you, what, what would you like us to do before the next? Uh, um, uh, I'll give you an email to that effect, but um, reflect more on this list and what else might, might you need to do your work. And it's going to be, remember, it's going to be a process, so it's going to take time. You don't have to know it before next meeting because nobody's going to know it before next meeting. So, Jonathan, I, I really would like to piggyback off of Ann mm -hmm. and what he said from a current state. Because when you do a flowchart, if we can do what that current state looks like, okay. Um, in order for us to get to a future state, because okay. we we don't know what the current state looks like, right? So, to incorporate all that has been said in the room, I think we we have to visit the current state and then try to get a future to to the future state. We have to problem solve it all, and whether it be through a flowchart or you know um, through you know technology. We have to get to that portion of it because we cannot think that the community as a whole, we can't dummy them down to think that they don't know, right? Or have that perception of this is what I think I know about it, but I really don't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. All right. So that's that's gonna be part of this. Yeah. So stay tuned on next steps on, on this. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna follow up. Um, you asked me a follow-up question. If if that would help that presentation. Oh, yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just think it's great that we all get on the exact same page of what is currently being yeah. done. Okay. So it may be capturing what we want it to capture, may not be capturing okay. what we want to capture. So so we can talk about um 
So that I think that's very much in play in a presentation, whether that's for next meeting or that's going to be the one after or something. We'll we'll figure that out. But you know that that's going to be be part of it. So I think um, that we could have something we have things that would be pretty available. But it's probably the most important piece of going forward as far as okay understanding what, what we have. Okay, and, and saying yeah, this this needs improvement or this is good. And then the other piece, and I don't know if it's a piece of this. But um, the, the rules that go along with personnel. Yes. Yes. So we, we have certain yeah. rules that we have to follow. And then okay. also, as we work for accreditation, we have certain standards that we have to meet no matter what. Right. Okay. And so, understanding what all those things are um, so everybody can make good decisions or, or have thoughtful decisions mm -hmm. about it. They have all the information. Okay. That's great. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, the last thing in just our last couple minutes here, I want to talk about is ensuring the um, transparency, the accessibility, and the access to, to our work. So part of what um, my role is, is to interface with the city to find out what resources and supports are available for that work. We've had a number of conversations about that. All of the notes are going to be captured. Any future work that we do, research documents, references, things like that, are going to ultimately live in the Portal, the community engagement portal, which you'll be able to access, and it's going to be built over the next several days. And as soon as that's available, we'll put out notice of where that is. Then it'll be where you can go to find everything that you need relative to the work group work. Um, and you'll be able to find it on the agendas page when you typically look for uh, commission agendas. But there's a whole other robust um, uh, portal under the community engagement. And we'll talk more about that, but I just want you to be aware of that. Okay, as we wrap up, um, I want you to share what you found to be our last question there. What you found to be most helpful um, out of today's discussion that perhaps gives you hope for the work ahead. Um, and if you have any kind of specific needs, that you want to um, make sure that we capture. I want to do that as we wrap up here. So we covered a lot. <laughs> this is a lot to digest. Um, and you can only begin to feel, I'm sure, the magnitude of the work ahead, but that's exactly what we're here to do. So what do you find most helpful this today? meeting has made me hopeful based upon the diversity of the group here, the differences in uh, what people are seeing, and hopefully we are able to bring it all together in our discussions. So I'm hopeful. I think that Mr. Kimball and just the collective uh, wisdom that was provided today, I'm very helpful and uh, promising. Yeah. Um, I actually needed to go back to number seven real quick. Um, many of us have received emails from citizen or from the public regarding. The board issues with policing, things like just a, a, a whole host of things. Mm -hmm. I don't believe anyone has responded to any of those, at least not on a reply all function for transparency purposes. I think either someone from the city or a facilitator or someone needs to respond to those emails. Um, if even if it's to say that uh, this has been forwarded on to the city, because some of the things I think are more related to city policing as a whole, not necessarily 
our what our work is, and okay. but they should be responded to still because we are an arm of the city. Okay. We are an a we are a commission of the city. Okay. Um, and so that was part of the transparency thing that I just wanted to real quick touch on um, before going on because we're going to get more of those questions I think as this gains traction and steam. Absolutely. So let me offer up two things. One maybe a partial solution and the other I don't know. <laughs> First is um, it's a public process. You're in a public role. You have an email and folks will reach out to you because they want to give input and that's what we're here to do. So you will get those. That's fine. And to your point though is What's our protocol guidelines on how to respond, how to take it all in? Part of that is a little bit more discussion about how we're going to do this work. And so I think that's going to fall into our, our queue. That on Q6, what we need, we need a way in order to um, respond. And okay. I, think, I think it's important enough to be what do we need in order to accomplish this? We need but I also think instructions or guidance on how to incorporate those our, comments our, or questions into what we're doing. And arguably prior to the start of the next meeting. Yeah, because it's <laughs> not like we're going to sit on things for between now and then. Um, I'm looking to my support for guidance on this. Yeah, I think, Jonathan, one of the things you and I had talked about was setting up an email that could go to you that you were going to yes. access to. Yeah. Um, so that's something I would offer up. Okay. Um, but yes, I think the point is valid that you are a, a, a board, so reply all um, is not what we want to do to avoid uh, Coma and Cora, or sorry, Kansas Open Meeting Act um, issues. So we don't want to be replying all to avoid creating a serial communication. So um, hopefully folks understand what that means. If not, we can talk more about it. But I think in the interim, um, the email that okay. you and I discussed is probably okay. my suggestion. Okay, so I will push that out to all of you so you know what that what that's like. I'm trying to add some language around that. But to Member Baker's point is the community is invested in this. They they have they have input that needs to be part of this, and we need to do justice and do right with that and figure out how to process it. There's also just the mechanics involved. So we'll give you instructions on that. We'll have a central email. Just going to vary based on official CPRB board members communicating with the, the public. You know, I guess I guess my question is going to come down to in that email to be clarified the rules. Because yes, we're all members of the board group, but as appointed members to a board, there's some different um, communication criteria that we kind of have when responding to public. Um, so I guess. Um, yeah, okay. I'll just leave it at that. I'll let you know. Okay. For the communication with public emails. Okay. And I would say too, if you get questions about policing or police misconduct, you can forward those to me. Uh, ask the person if it's okay to forward it and forward it to me so that we can address it if it's a concern or answer the question if it's a question about policing. Okay. All right. So that's going to be, we're going to need to continue to flesh it out, but we'll give a, a clear or clearer guidance on that in the intro. So thank you for raising that because that's really important. Today, I found name tags to be helpful. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm terrible at names. Okay. I'm not going to remember them next time. So yeah. if we can continue wearing. I am offering up that we, your members, so the member Lockhart and member McCann, um, that's, we'll talk about that on guidelines and all that, but we do want you to know one another. I also want to make sure I think we got remedied, but 
Uh, Jacqueline, your name was misspelled on the, the website, I noticed. So um, I want to make sure I got that remedied. I think I did, but I'll talk with them. Um, okay, any uh, other, what else you find helpful today? I was just going to mention um, that in your email, were you still planning to provide like workbooks or something like that? Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, so that was part of the reason why I wanted to generate a list. Okay. So we're going to get you a workbook, um, like a three ring binder, where you can you can start throwing things in. I actually have binders here today. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to add to it. So all that you get, <laughs> you'll have a repository for that. So we'll make sure you Thank you for reminding me of that. Okay. okay. Um. Anything else you want to share? What you found helpful today? Getting to know everybody. The foundation. Mentioned those buckets a lot in the uh, common bucket. Didn't hear too much in the uh, absolutely not bucket. That's what I'm gonna call it. All right. Uh, there's probably some things in the uh, middle one. But we'll get there. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I was interested in hearing from people. I was basically how something is framed and the positionality that they place themselves to what they're saying. So not to make you nervous when you talk, they don't get nervous. But I do pay a lot of attention to that. And so I learned a lot um, in how people share their, their ideas today. I just want to thank all of you guys for coming out and being part of this. We can't be successful without you. And it's really important work. And so I appreciate all of you for doing that. Thank you. All right, um, look for a doodle poll from me. Scheduling for this has been a nightmare. It's, it's been very difficult. When we've had so much turnover and change, it's been really difficult. We need to knock down seven dates. We need to get two dates for community conversations out to the public and to the community. And so we can start planning. So please, um, I'm gonna throw some, some other options at you. June, June 26th, came back with a big um, conflict that we're trying to work around. So we're um, gonna give you some dates. So please respond to that and then we'll map it out because we need to get all our dates out there so people can plan their lives accordingly as well. And the summer is like awful because people are traveling. So thank you for everything that you're doing to make this work priority. It's meant to prove growing. And thank you for your public service. Thank you for your engagement in this work. And I look forward to seeing you our next meeting will be June 5th, 6 to 8 p.m. right here. And um, look for an email in the interim for me. And thank you very much. Is there anything else? Thank you. All right.